Is it Sunday afternoon again? Are we sitting here in the studio recording another episode of True Crime on Easy Street? We must be, unless my eyes deceive me. It's actually Wednesday morning. Oh, yeah, that's right. If you're out there listening, it's Wednesday morning. That's why I am Scott Wright, mediocre journalist. I'm Kelly Turner, and I'm not a doctor. Katie Givens, I'm not a lawyer. All right, so we're doing our, let me make sure that I did the math right. I've got my shoes off counting with my toes. This is episode number, stop me when I get this wrong, Kelly Turner, 99. This is 99. So we're going to have something super duper planned for next time. Everybody tunes in and listens to this podcast, I assume. That's right. Do we know what it is? Are we going to tell anybody? We're not going to tell anybody because we're going to let it be a surprise. But okay. We have a gift to you for our 100th episode. Well, I can't wait to find out what it is. I know. I can't either. It's kind of a gift to us, too. It is. It is. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I, all right. I'm giving it away. I do know what it is. I'm not going to say. say a word. No, no. I'm not going to say it, but I do know what it is. So, yeah, it is kind of a gift to us as well. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm having microphone issues. I'm just like moving it everywhere. And every, every time I move it, I'm hitting my. Headphones. Well, without giving Sorry. anything away, that's a flashback to our one of our previous episodes. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. I do it. I still do it every week. So this is true. So I'm trying to. I, I still don't have. When I'm in the big chair, uh-huh. I have to speak in my microphone and look at my laptop, and I just have not figured out how to do both. We need to get you one of those little mm-hmm. things like uh, people use to eat in their in their recliner in their tray? living room a TV tray that one of those stand up TV trays and we can put it right there and then you can reach everything I think I've got it is that in a budget do we have any money maybe we could get Not one of really, those no we're, no, we're we run a tight ship over here yeah <laughs> a tight ship is in no budget, not low budget, <laughs> no budget. Yeah, this is a bring your own coffee kind and, of podcast. Uh, just kind of a lean in if you would like to sponsor. Oh yeah, true crime on Easy Street. Very well. You can do that for as low as twenty bucks a month. That's right. We've got some great sponsors already, but we've always got room for one more. So reach always. out to one of us. You can email us at. Uh, True, true crime. crime on easy street at gmail.com. I was trying to get an info in there somewhere, but that's my email nope. at my other job. So yeah, and there's no info Sorry. in our, no, we don't have our own domain or anything yeah. like that, Scott. This no, is true. We don't. So, uh, so do that. Yeah. Do that. Join right. us. Episode number 99. Are you guys ready? It commences right now. Yeah. I mean, do you have any shout outs or anything before we get started? Uh, I do not. Not this week. No. Clear okay. as bell. Okay. So, the episode for this week was recommended. This case was recommended to us by Travis Shorty West. So he may hello. as well just be a gun toting member of this SLA type little organization that we have here. I know. Hello, Shorty. Yeah. Okay. So he texted me. It's been a while about this one because he was listening to another podcast. He listens to us, so he's not like cheating on us or anything but he he was listening to another podcast and he said have you listened to this story and I said I have not and so I listened and I said that's got to go on the list now it doesn't have an Alabama tie but this story needs to be told it, it absolutely needs to be and told. it's about to be and, and I'm about to do it all right all right here we go all right so 12 year old Selena Jeanette Mays was last seen around 11 a.m. on Sunday, December the 15th, 1996, when she went to bed at her home on Crestview Drive in Willingboro, New Jersey. That day leading up to her disappearance was a otherwise typical day for young Selena. She attended church before returning home. 
for dinner. And then her family discovered she was missing the next morning. Now, the children in the house ranged from ages 2 to 18, and there were eight of them. Oh, wow. All like but brothers and sisters? Um, and that's complicated. Okay. So I will clear that up as much as I can. They had been allowed to sleep in on that Monday morning on December the 16th, 1996, before coming down to breakfast around 9 a.m. Now, Yvette is Selena's stepmother, and she's going to send... Selena's younger half-sister, Noriel, upstairs to wake Selena up. She comes back downstairs and she says, her bedroom's empty. So then the 18-year-old who's in the home, Tawana, goes upstairs and she doesn't find Selena, but she thinks that Selena's nearby because Selena's left her purse. I mean, she hasn't taken anything with Mm -hmm. her. And she says Selena always has her purse with her. Tawana also noted that there was nothing out of place in her room. So they searched the house and kind of around the area, no Selena. So Yvette calls Selena's father, who is CJ Mays. Now, CJ has already gone to work. It's a Monday morning. So he's already gone to work. And sometimes Selena goes to work with him. And so Yvette's saying, you know, Selena with you. And he says, no, she's not. She didn't come with me today. So, he's not seen her since the night before. The family does notice that her red winter coat is gone. And it's December and it's in New Jersey. So, they're thinking, okay, she's, she's gone outside. She's doing something. She's gotten up, gone outside. They look, no sign of Selena. They check her room again and they notice that there have been pillows arranged under her blanket to sort of make it look like someone was asleep there. They thought, hmm. That's kind of interesting, you know. Mm -hmm. So they're just trying to find any kind of clues that they can to figure out where she is. At the time of Selena's disappearance, her father, CJ, was working as a bookkeeper and an accountant for the Gospel of Christ Ministries. This is where CJ's sister was the pastor. Now, this church has a reputation for very strict beliefs and even they've been accused of cult-like behavior. The church is made up mostly of extended families. Yvette, who is her stepmother, is the secretary. CJ's the bookkeeper and accountant. CJ's sister, Sarita Smith, is the pastor. And the members of this church, they live and breathe this church. A big congregation? No. Okay. They work there. They homeschool the children there. All their fun activities social activities, everything goes on at the church, for the church, by the church. Okay, that makes sense why the kids weren't going to school. Right. I didn't know if it was Christmas break, but they're- Yeah, I thought Christmas break when you said that. They they were never allowed to sleep in. This was was something rare for this particular morning. Hmm. The children do not have much independence or free time. Their lives are this church. The living arrangements were compoundish. So think of a cult compound. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Most of the members of the church all lived right there together. Now, there were reports of as little as 20 and as many as 60 people living in basically two homes. Uh, the house that Selena lived in on Crestview Drive and then the church rectory, which was just a few minutes away. 
Now, Tawana is thinking maybe she ran away since they were so isolated due to the strict rules of the church. Right, I could see that. Selena had no friends outside of the church. She's 12, right? She's 12. Okay. And she she only took her coat. And Tawana is still thinking, you know, this is very, very strange. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm reminding you, she left her purse. Now, C.J. Mays did not report his daughter missing until Tuesday, December the 17th, 1996. He goes to the police station. Now, according to the police, he tells them about the Sunday before she went missing. And he tells them that a typical Sunday is basically church all day. There are three separate services divided by a few breaks. But on this Sunday, the church did not have an evening service, which was very odd. They always have three services on Sunday, but this particular one, they did not. So, Selena and Tawana were actually dropped off back at their house around the middle of the day. And then they had some some free time to hang out, you know, do whatever. Now, Tawana says they hung out the rest of the day. They had dinner with the family and they went to bed around 11. And this is the last time that Selena Mays was seen. Going to bed, shuts her door, 11 p.m. And she's got her own room? She's got her own room. Mm -hmm. Now, that wasn't always the case on the living in these living arrangements right but on this at this particular time she did have her own room now police visit cj on friday december the 20th selena is still missing and it is very unclear what is going on with the investigation between tuesday and friday i don't know Mm -hmm. other podcasts who've reported on this story don't really know what was going on then Um, articles, things like that. It's very unclear. So, some speculate that CJ did not give the police enough information or maybe even downplayed his daughter's disappearance. But that's just speculation. Yeah. Now, the police working the case today in 2023 are not the same ones that were working the case in 1996, obviously. Yeah. Also, CJ is going to now take the opportunity. All these days have passed, right? We are, what day did I say it was? We're on Friday, December the 20th. 20th. Right. He's going to take this opportunity to let the police know that 12-year-old Selena is nine months pregnant. What? Well, he buried the lead, to use a journalistic term. Yes, He states that she had recently been to the doctor and was even one centimeter dilated. Her due date was December the 29th, but it really could be any day now, according to the doctor. Yeah, of course it could. You're a 12-year-old having a baby. Yeah. So the police immediately want to know who is the father of this child for many reasons. Mm, Yeah. Um. First and foremost, she's 12. Yeah, that was at the top of my list. And in New Jersey, even if you're 12, you can't consent to sex with anybody. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but they also want to know the father of this child because they think, well, maybe that's where she is. Now, CJ says he does not know who the father is and that Selena has not told anyone this information. Wait, she's in this church yep. with limited contact with other people. Yep. 
But no one knows who the father of this child is. No, because she won't tell them. And the Sunday before, they skipped the late service, and everybody got to sleep in on Monday, which never happens. Never. I'm starting to smell a pack of rats. Yep, yep. And so the police were too. Now, okay. let me give you a background on Selena and her family. So, Selena was born on May the 28th, 1984 to C.J. Mays and Lynn Marie Vitale. I think is how you say that. Um, the relationship was allegedly very disordered and some instances of domestic violence may have occurred between them. C.J., who was a musician, musician at the time, <laughs> I almost said magician. <laughs> <laughs> C.J., who was a musician at the time, admitted that he had a problem with alcohol and drug addiction. And Lynn was an exotic dancer at the time. She also struggled with drug addiction. So, very um, tumultuous and rocky relationship. Selena grew up with her mother, who managed to overcome her addiction. And Lynn and Selena were very, very close. CJ is out of her life at this point in time. Lynn distanced the two of them from CJ, especially after he became involved with his sister Sarita's church, calling it a cult. And Lynn was working as a school custodian to keep her and her children afloat when she died of a brain aneurysm in 1994. Oh, man. So her mother dies when she's 10, and then Selena is temporarily moved to some of Lynn's friends who were taking care of her, but she ultimately ended up living with her father, stepmother, and some other relatives in the home. Now, several of Lynn's family members fought a custody battle for her because they kept stating... Her mother did not want her near Sarita in that church. Yeah. But CJ won custody. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to take custody from a father in, the, yes. in this situation. And if you're, the, if you're the judge, you're the outside, you know, looking in and you're looking at the situation, that is a difficult call. Very difficult call. Especially when you have a father who is no longer in active addiction. Yeah. He's, he's overcome that. and He's found religion. He's found religion. He has a job. Some he sort has a of home, religion. You know, and he wants custody of his daughter. Yeah, it's I crazy. mean, it's, that's, you know, very difficult call there. And I, I, I don't know that the judge would have been able to. Right. I mean, even, this is an, it's a natural parent. I mean, they get, yeah. they get first right of custody to a- their children. Absolutely. Absolutely. So back to our investigation. So police wanted to search the home for clues into Selena's disappearance. However, this home was actually owned by Sarita Smith, the pastor of the church, CJ's sister, and she refused to allow the police to search the home. Can you do that? Yes, you can. If they don't have a warrant. So the 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 they take it to a judge, okay. they try to get a warrant, and the judge denies that because the judge says the family is considered a victim at this time. Yeah, but her- <laughs> she's missing. <clears throat> and there's a crime scene somewhere. And the closest thing we have to what we think a crime scene might be is her bedroom where she was well, last seen, right? We don't know that she hasn't run away at this point. Right. Denied. Warrant denied. So police were actually allowed to do a walkthrough of the church, but not the home. So police say the family and the church members were not helpful in the investigation. They did seem to want to talk to the police or follow, or uh, they wanted to talk to them, but when it came to following up, mm-hmm. they could never get anything more out sure. of them. 
they're here. Talk to them as much as you have to, but when they call back, don't return their calls. That's it. Sort, mm-hmm. Something like that. Okay. Now, CJ and Sarita have their own theories as to what happened, and they say the father of her baby, they believe, is a boy she met while skating. Now, do you guys remember what I told you about the, the free time that these children get? Mm-hmm. Not much. Yeah. So, they're saying it's a boy that she met while she was skating. Again, this is inconsistent with the practice of the church. No one is allowed to socialize outside the congregation. And it would have been difficult for 12-year-old Selena to go out on her own and meet someone. Now, police talk to her doctor, Dr. Dolores Williams. And she says Selena would not tell her who the father of this child was either, only that he was 16 and not a member of the church. The doctor thinks that Selena ran away from the church to protect the father because the father of this child is going to jail. Yeah. Yeah, she's learned what statutory rape is, Mm -hmm. if nothing else from this, from her homeschooling. And again, at New Jersey Law, you can't have sex with anyone under the age of 13, period. Yeah. That is, you cannot. So she said Selena did not show signs of being molested. The doctor says that she does need a C-section, though, because of her age and the lack of development in her body. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, she's going to need a C-section. She's not going to be able to deliver this child. Mm -hmm. So police now understand that there is an urgency in finding her. Their due date is December 29th, but doctor said could be any day now. But they are also increasingly discouraged and suspicious of the family's behavior. This family doesn't seem, to them, very interested in locating this child. Red yeah, flag. it doesn't sound like it. And they're yeah, sort of just flag. like writing her <clears throat> off like, well, she knows where she went. She took off and, you know, sort of treating her like she's a an 18-year-old or a 17-year-old who's... um just run off with a boyfriend or something. Yeah, yeah she's, she's 12. She's 12. So police check with hospitals and doctors in the area, but there's no luck. The holidays come and go. Selena's due date is included into that. New year happens and uh, CJ and the police are going to now ask the public for help. And a lot of people say, why in the world did it take this long? But it was not until after the new year that they yeah, start saying I'm that. saying the same thing. Yeah, we need the head. public's help. So CJ tells the paper that she left because of pressure from the family to reveal the father. He speculates that she may have left with the father and or went to stay with friends of her mother's or her mother's family. So he's saying she took off with the, the father of the child and they took off to her mother's family and friends but they haven't checked with these people yet um and well because the mother's family is shocked by two things in this statement number one that selena's pregnant they don't know that they didn't know no they didn't know and they live i believe they live in florida they live a there's a distance so they don't bump into her at the grocery store no so they're shocked by the pregnancy and the fact that she's missing New, it's a new year. They, they'd have no idea she was missing. They haven't alerted them or checked with them. Hey, is she staying with you? No, and they claim that CJ cut off their contact with her long ago. 
Now, Selena does speak over the phone with her maternal half-brother, Robert. Now, according to Robert, he tells the press that they really couldn't speak frankly because CJ was in the background telling her to get off the phone. Now, Robert asked Selena to press a button on the phone if she was unhappy living there. And he said she pressed a button. So he heard the tone in his ear. He did, but that was the last time he ever spoke with her. Oh. Yeah. Now, the mother's family thinks CJ had her stashed somewhere or that she's dead. So they're suspecting, you know. That's what I they're think. They're suspecting at this point. each other. He, he's trying to say they, they're hiding her out somewhere and they're trying to say, no, you've done something with her or she's dead. Now, a former church member reported that Lynn was adamant that she did not want Selena in contact with Sarita, the pastor, and this church. CJ says that Lynn's family has never liked him because he is black and they are white. But Lynn's family denies this. Uh I don't think they liked him because of how toxic the relationship was and that there was allegedly some physical violence there. Right. And addiction and a lot of things. And the addiction, right. didn't go well. I, I think that is why Lynn's family did not like him. And they certainly did not like this church and Sarita. I really don't see any evidence that it has anything to do with, with his skin color. Mm. But that's what CJ says. So, you know, yep. he says they've always had a problem with him because he's black and they're white. Now, the police and the FBI work together to fly over the compound and the church to look for her. They're putting up flyers, but eventually become convinced that she's alive and being held somewhere because there's no evidence of her death or of her life. They can't find anything. And they still can't search the house. Hell, she could be in the house. Yeah, that's, that's what they're saying. She's, they're, she's being kept somewhere. She's 12 years old. She has no money. She has nothing. And we, we have no evidence of her death. And she hasn't shown up in a hospital somewhere to have this baby. No. And or with any other kind of injuries. Mm-hmm. And then this uh, 18-year-old, Tawana, is saying there was nothing out of the ordinary with her room. And I will tell you that I take... I believe that Tawana was telling the truth there because... As we move through this story, you'll see Tawana eventually separated herself from the church. She also smelled a rat. She did, but she had separated herself before she knew that Selena was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And then when she found out that Selena was pregnant and all of these issues were going on, Tawana actually came back for Selena. And she was staying there to help her. And this is these are just based on interviews that Tawana has given with um, reporters and other podcasts and, you know, the police, things like that. So some reports say that police did collect some physical evidence, but it was very little, but they don't say what. Um, and then Sarita is going to just keep talking to the media constantly. She's going to, you know, make her opinions known. And she says Selena wanted an abortion, but because of their religious beliefs, they convinced her not to. But the family was beginning to become frustrated because she would not name the father. And Sarita even said there was a little reproof directed at Selena in the home because of this. So with that being said, let's talk a little bit about the church. 
Former members say that Sarita rules with an iron fist and that there is no way that Sarita does not know who that father is. Um. She knows if it's church business, she knows it. And the members of this congregation are her business. That's church business. So they, they say there's absolutely no way that she doesn't know who the father is. Today's episode is brought to you in part by A&W Outdoor Services, located right here in Cherokee County, Alabama. It's almost time to tidy up the deck, clean the gutters, and spruce up the yard and landscaping around your home, lake house, or creekside cabin. And who better to do that for you than the professional crew at A&W Outdoor Services? Call 256-706-7964 and let Alan and his crew do all the hard work for you so you can spend your time this summer enjoying your piece of Cherokee County in clean, carefree comfort. Call Alan today for a free estimate or to get on the A&W Spring Schedule before it's full. That's A&W Outdoor Services at 256-706-7964. It's time to plan your best vacation ever right here in Cherokee County, Alabama. Many outdoor adventures await. Wet a hook in beautiful Wass Lake. Swing away at Cherokee Pines Golf Club. Climb to the best view around at Cherokee Rock Village. Hike the Little River Canyon National Preserve. Take a days-long splash at Pirates Bay Water Park. And much, much more. The Cherokee County Chamber of Commerce and Tourism has a full list of recommended lodging facilities, RV sites, and campgrounds. And they're all set up to suit your vacation needs, whatever they may be. So come see us from wherever you are. And if you already live right here in lovely Cherokee County, plan your summer 2023 staycation with the Chamber by visiting Cherokee-Chamber.org. If you want to keep current on all the happenings in and around Cherokee County, a subscription to the Post-Herald is a great way to do that. The Post-Herald is a one-stop shop for local, state, national, and world news and sports. The Post-Herald also contains crossword and Sudoku puzzles, syndicated opinion and advice columns, and free classified ads. Depending on your zip code, you can get a full year of the Post-Herald delivered to your door for as little as $20 annually during our springtime subscription drive. That's cheap. So call call 256-927-4476 today and subscribe to the Cherokee Post-Herald. That's 256-927-4476. Thank you for being a sponsor. Members talk about having these fundraising responsibilities. So the way that they would fundraise, quote, for the church is the children would be dropped off at a location to basically beg for money. They would not be picked up until late. They sold Mary Kay products. Is Sarita even drove one of those pink cars, pink mm-hmm. Mary Kay So cars. she was up in the Mary Kay. Yeah, because the church was selling it. <laughs> and um, she's at the top of that oh, pyramid yeah, scheme. Definitely. And not that it... Mary Kay is a pyramid scheme, but no, but it she made it. Yeah, a pyramid scheme. A, a scheme. With, she turned her, it into one. According little, to yeah, these yeah. former members. So the children would be grouped uh, by age. So you'd have some younger children with some older children, and a lot of times, Tawana and Selena and um, Selena's stepbrother Yvette's son. I've forgotten his name. And I didn't write it down, but they would be in the same group together. So they spent a lot of time together and they would go on these fundraising events. Now, through these groups, they became very close. So Sarita 
got her ministry license from Gospel of Christ Church International in 1988. This is a Pentecostal denomination. But by 1991, the international branch withdrew from Sarita's church due to complaints by former members regarding misuse of church funds and unorthodox methods. They don't agree with, they're, they're not cult. They don't run compounds. They don't, you know, use, sell Mary Kay products and, and do this kind of stuff. And they, they certainly don't, pastors don't rule with an iron fist. So they, uh, the branch said, you can no longer use our name. So they said, nope, took it back. Now, Sarita sued them for slander, but she dropped the suit and then eventually changed the name to just Gospel of Christ. Very close. So in 1995, the church um, complained uh, with that they had some, some trespassers. Uh, Two former members, these uh, former members were mothers of young women who were still involved with the church. Um, And both of these young women have children with Sarita's son, Sean Smith. So these mothers were, you know, trying to get their girls out of the church. They left. They wanted their girls to go. Mm -hmm. And they're young women. They're not like, Selena's age, 12. They're, right. they're younger women. They're women. And so they're trying to get them out, and then they, they are reporting them for trespassing. But so both of these women have children by the same man. Sarita's son. son. And mm-hmm. I guess neither are married to him. Now, <clears throat> I'm, I'm really not sure because at one point in time, Sean Smith did have a wife, mm-hmm. but I, it's so confusing. Yeah. Um, they accused Sarita of brainwashing. Um, and then at this point in time, Sarita says, you know what? We're not a church. We're a nonprofit. Wait. <laughs> so we're, we have nonprofit status. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, you, you're trespassing and you can't, you know, you're not allowed. Okay. We're not a church. Did they make that official? Did they file for their 5013C? Well, the judge whatever? asked for an investigation into this, but then this is still going on when all of this happens with Selena. Gotcha. So we never really get to the bottom of that. All right, back, back to our story. Sarita's talking to the media. She's very concerned with the church's image. And she's now blaming Selena for everything. She said, Selena got herself in this mess. She even shamed Selena during a sermon in January after the child went missing. As she's actively she's, missing. She's missing. She's in the pulpit of her nonprofit, not in mm-hmm. church. Right. Okay. Shaming her. And she said, Selena lied about her pregnancy and made a choice to leave. She said, if Selena had been raped, she would have told them. And by the time she moved in with CJ, Sarita claims Selena had seen more of life than most, and they and they should actually consider her more of a woman than a child. She goes on to say that some 12-year-olds, quote, make you think they are 18 years old, end quote. No, just no. Yeah. Hard no. Yeah. So some possible suspects. Okay. Who's the father? All right. Of mm-hmm. course, the police are going to look at CJ. Yes. That, first yes. and foremost. 
But CJ had a vasectomy in 1994. So off the list. Silver linings. (laughs) Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's that. Well, I guess we know the second one is. Now, Tawana says that the father of Selena's baby is Sarita's son. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm leaning. 22-year-old 22, 22 Sean Smith. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Now, Tawana says that Selena told her this. Oh, okay. Sean worked in the music industry and had been promising Selena an autograph of her favorite singer. I don't know who that is, but had been promising her. And Selena says that he came into her room and took her up into the attic and told her if she wanted that autograph, then she'd have to do some things for him. Now, she told Tawana that it happened that night and then two more times. Mm -hmm. Now, Tawana is inclined to believe this because Sean had been sexually assaulting her since she was 13. Oh, man. And she's now 18. Now, both girls knew that this was a pattern with Sean, and they knew how it would turn out. Sarita would take his side, publicly shame the girls to the congregation because it had happened before. Mm. So, Sean told Selena that he would help her get an abortion. But this did not work. And this did not surprise Tawana because Tawana claims that he had previously made her get one. Oh, okay. So, this is the same thing that Selena is telling her. Mm -hmm. Sean could not uh, sneak Selena away because of the living situations and the way that things were going. And so, therefore, the pregnancy actually made it nine months. Oh, wow. And Selena told her that Sarita told her what to say to the doctor. And Tawana claims that Sean got several women pregnant at this time, including his wife and another girl in the church. So, he's just like, you know. Making babies, sexually assaulting. I don't like this guy. Uh, you know, seems like. I mean, he does have a wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. He's just you know using it as his own personal breeding ground. Yeah, I guess. Now we should know that Tawana told the police that Sean was not the father. She did tell them that. But it has been speculated that she was too scared to tell them the truth. So Tawana's right. had a couple of different stories, mm-hmm. depending on if it were the police or if it were a reporter or another podcast or something like that. But at the time, but at the time, scary, is she scary. still living with CJ? She was in the church home. She what? was out at this time. Okay. She had gotten out. I was about to say, I could see where she would. That would affect the story she's telling because mm-hmm. it would. Mm-hmm. But but she was, it is, um, that's, they were suspecting that she was just scared. Right. So. Now, Sean denied being the father. He said he had no idea what happened to her. He did refuse a polygraph, but to give the devil his due, we've all here said, don't take the polygraph. True. Yes. Okay. Um, and they lawyered up and then refused to speak to the police. Which also is not ill-advised. Nope. 
Now that's you're what being, anybody smart. You're being does. accused of raping a twelve year old. <clears throat> uh, yeah, you lawyer up. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about CJ. Fast forward to 2007. CJ has left the church. He moved to Florida. He talks to police again. He tells them that he believes that Sean was the father and that he truly did not know, does not know where Selena is. So we're jumping forward 11 years and we still don't have any resolution to this. No, and he says at okay. this time after he's out of the church, mm-hmm. he does believe that Sean was the father. And now I'm just putting this together too. So Sean would be CJ's nephew, mm-hmm. which would make him Selena's cousin. Yes. Okay. And at first, it, that confused Selena. She did report to Tawana that she didn't understand why her cousin was was asking yeah. these types of things. You know, she's mm-hmm. 12, but she does understand that this is not, mm-hmm. you know, she's young, but she has enough understanding to know that I really shouldn't be doing these things, and I really don't want to be doing these things with him. He's right. older. He's a relative. All, all these kind of things. Yes. Okay. So, however... She does because he's a lot older and he's very manipulative and mm-hmm. even threatening at times. Yeah. But I was like, she's probably known him, you know, most of her life. Well, right. well, I guess that she didn't, they didn't grow up together or anything. So, right. but I just mean like that would make him make, make her even more trusting of him. I would, I would yes. think, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. yes. So back to CJ, we've talked about, he didn't know where Selena was. He believed um, Sean was the father. And he also said that he had he wished that he had stood up to Sarita. Now, fast forward to 2012. Okay. Still no Selena. No, no trace of Selena. In 2012, Sean is going to plead guilty to mail fraud. Um, the FBI discovered that he stole over $100,000 from, from a nonprofit called Clothes for Kids' Sake when he was a warehouse director there. And he got 18 months in federal prison. And that's it. For stealing $100,000 from a nonprofit. And then the, our story takes another odd turn. In 2017, CJ dies. Now, he is sick. Okay. He's sick when he starts talking to the police in 2007. So, I don't know if it was cancer or, you know, Mm -hmm. some sort of chronic illness. But CJ finally dies in 2017. Sarita died in 2018. So, we can't talk to Sarita. And Sean died in 2020. What? So all the direct connections to the missing little 12-year-old are gone. Gone. And and look, I have three bullets there and three different sentences. CJ died in 2017, period. Sarita died in 2018, period. Sean died in 2020, period. And that is it. So that's all we know. Period. Wow. Yeah. Now, possible sightings of Selena. There have been numerous possible sightings of her. Some of them were within weeks after she vanished near the area. There's um, Hopewell Township there, Lacey Township, but none of these were confirmed. 
A man in Midland, Texas, also believed to have seen Selena in 2000 after noticing one of his employees resembled her, but the woman was soon determined to be someone else. One of CJ's friends claimed to see her near Lions Mountain, New York, later in 2000, but this is unconfirmed. A woman matching Selena's description was caught on a security camera in a shop in Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey, in December 2002. And this sighting um, has been reviewed by the authorities, but they've not said anything about it. So I'm going to assume it was not her. Or maybe it was. And maybe they found out that she was okay and moved on with her life and was with someone who's taking care of her. And she's fine. We can all hope for that. Boy, I would hope. Right? Yeah, I certainly hope so. But at the time, you know, they would still be wanting to protect her from this church and from this family. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So we can all hope that that's what happened to her. There are some theories. CJ believed that Selena may have planned her disappearance um, because he had threatened to force her to take a paternity test once the baby was born. He was already saying, we're going to find out who his father is. But don't you have to have some DNA to test against? Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, other relatives believe that she may have been either killed by her baby's father to protect his family or died as a result of an illegal abortion. Mm-hmm. Some of Selena's maternal relatives believe that foul play was somehow involved in her case. They think they killed her. Lynn's family. Yeah. The mom's family. If she's still alive today, she's 39 mm-hmm. years old. Now, according to investigators, Selena's disappearance is considered a missing person case and not a homicide investigation. Her case remains unsolved, but it is still open and active. And they are still doing things to try to find out. They've tried to use some genetic testing things, and, and they've tried various avenues, but they have not been successful with anything. But some people do theorize that her, her mother's family mm-hmm. finally got her, helped her hide out, and she's fine to this day but don't you let authorities know even if you're hiding her till she's 18 to where they can't get her yes i just don't understand how a pregnant 12 year old who has to have a c-section can be out to to yes to successfully give birth to that child yeah it can be out and about and no one know in december in new jersey Mm -hmm. yeah and i think this people just if this were a, a television show or a book with a happy ending, of course that would be yes. what was what would be happening. I mean, she's, she's working she at a coffee shop somewhere. In a yeah, that's town. that's the ending, right? Yeah. She fade to black, and mm-hmm. she looks up, and the eyes match, or and there she is, and she's she's happy and healthy. Telltale sign. And the child is happy yeah, and healthy, and the child is out. Yeah. But we don't know. But her case is not um, closed. I think it's debatable. Whether or not it's considered a cold case, yeah, uh, the police it's officially still, open. They're still working on it. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe we can can we share a picture of what she looked like when she was missing on our Instagram? I mean, let's we get can, involved. And in they, this. They've even generated what she might look like okay, today. Sure. So we can put that on her Instagram. But let me let me say a few things. Characteristics of Selena: long, wavy black hair, brown eyes. Again, she was around nine months pregnant at the time for disappearance, and she may have been wearing a red coat, and that is all we know. 
but we will put um, her photo and yeah, sure, her mm-hmm. generated photo. So I'm gonna. I took this next information directly from um, a podcast website, um, um, Crime Junkie. I don't know if anyone. Yeah, has, yeah I've this. heard of. Okay, so they had a really uh, wonderful uh, phone number and things like that uh, listed on their website in mm-hmm. regards to this case. So I'm just going to let you guys know if you have any information about Selena Mays, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children 24 hours a day, seven days a week by calling 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. You can also call the Willingboro Police Department at 609-877-3001 or the Citizen Tip Hotline at 609-877-6958. Also, if you or a loved one need help or want to find resources on how to detach from a destructive group, cult, or leader. Mm. Here are some websites. I found this from on Crime Junkie as well, and I'll put this on our Instagram when we put the uh, photos up. Um, Freedom, of, Freedom of Mind Resource Center, the Cult Education Institute, Cult Escape, Dare to Doubt, Encourage Survivors of Cults and Abuse. So those are some websites that you can go to and they can help you to get your loved one out of a cult or if you are involved in one they can help you know how to get out of that situation so unfortunately that is very real in the world that we live in and um we need those resources out there so we'll make sure that we put all that on our instagram for you to check out and I wish I had a happier ending, but that is it for Selena Mays. Well, thanks, Travis. I know. Travis gave us a, this is a great case. Travis believed that it deserved to be told. I'm glad we did it. Yeah. Now we're involved in maybe the search for whatever happened to this young lady, Selena Mays. I hope she is happy and well somewhere. Yeah. Whether you call or not out there, Selena, we hope you heard this podcast. So Mm -hmm. people are still worried about you and looking for you. Take care of yourself. Don't forget to give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. I guess we want them to do that on iTunes, right? iTunes. So go check us out there. Leave us a nice review. Leave some comments. We'll give you a shout-out on the show, truecrimeoneasystreet.com. You can find out about us. You can order some T-shirts. We have some of those left. And uh, you've got a complete list of all of our episodes on Spotify. 99 as of today. (laughs) Good night, everybody.